Welcome to Conscious Capybara Podcast. Here is your host speaking, Esteban Hübel, with my co-host Lisa Lucrecia Fisher, and we have an amazing guest today, Emma. Hello. How you have been, Emma? Hi, I've been good. It's nice to touch base with you guys. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. Like it's been such a long time since we have spoken the last time, so it's always great to catch up and. Yeah. Thank you so much. Tell, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you, Emma, right now? I'm right now in uh, India, the southern part of India. There's a state called uh, Kerala, so I'm there. Uh, after all my uh, work abroad, so I've come down. I came down in March. I'm here since then, and I've been focusing on my coaching since then. So maybe I could just introduce myself. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I'm Emma, and uh, I uh, started my uh, career as a teacher, and then uh, was the head of department, and then traveled uh, from India to various African countries, and from teaching I moved to the humanitarian work. So the next fifteen years I was occupied with uh, doing humanitarian work with the UN in various countries like Iraq, Somalia, Yemen. Uh, Uganda, Sri Lanka. So then this March, uh, I've come down back to my home country and uh, I started thinking what do I want to do. And uh, I seriously started thinking about like my passion. And so with a lot of reflection, I realized that I want to go into coaching because that's my ikigai, the reason for waking up every morning. So that's how I uh, came into coaching and it's been a wonderful journey since March because I've been uh, training to be a coach and also along the way I realized that, that I want to work with parents and teenagers. You may ask me why teenagers? Teenagers I realized are the ones who are going through tremendous challenges because they're going through brain development, they're going through hormonal changes. Life is also in transition because they're going from childhood to adulthood. So it's a period of transition. So I realized they are the ones who need a lot, a lot of support and their parents need that support to understand them and support them better. So I've jumped into that area of parenting for teens. Wow. Well, th thank you for the introduction. Um, that is such a huge story. Like with all that you've done and it's such a nice journey also from from teaching into humanitarian work and then later on figuring out, okay, what, what is my ikigai? Um, what was the, like, how, how did you find coaching then? Like, what was the thing that, that, that pulled you towards it? I'm, uh, I believe strongly in human connection and I'm, I love working with people. So I realized the job that where I can connect with people and really give back, you know, is the area of coaching. Yeah. So that's how out of coaching and uh, and met tremendous uh, wonderful people like you so you said that coaching is giving giving back right mm -hmm. and is giving back to you something or is giving back to the environment of the people you are working with uh, when I work with people there's uh, that connect you know with people connection mm -hmm. and uh, it's as much uh, you know a two-way street because uh, as we learned in the coaching journey, that each person you meet is your teacher and a student. 
So it's not just me giving, but also I am receiving. So it's a two-way journey. So that way it's been uh, tremendous, you know, because uh, you connect with people, you get involved, you know, you support them through their journey, and then you help people to go from good to great. So coaching is just fantastic. That's amazing. I, I love it, your journey into, as, as Lisa said, into humanitarian work, and then you finally found your your passion because you love working with people. As you said, you, are, you were a teacher, right? Or you are still working as a teacher? No, I started as a teacher. Ah, you started at this. Okay. Like three decades ago. <laughs> three decades ago. Perfect. That's amazing, Emma. All, all your journey and we, with Lita, we are really lucky to have met, met you in the, um, in the coaching program that we were doing. And when you're, we are, you're talking with, uh, about that you're a parental coach, that you work with um, teenagers, kids, parents, you're focusing into helping the parents into the coaching you are helping parents like understand their, their kids or you are helping kids understand what they are transition into as you said teenager that are everything is changing puberty everything is new and amazing or weird sometimes uh, basically i want to work with both categories because both are in need of uh, support both teenagers and their parents need the support so So my program will focus on both. So at the moment, as I'm starting the program, I'm focusing on uh, working with the parents, uh, you know, doing uh, training programs for the parents. I'm also writing blogs and maybe later on, uh, you know, I will move into writing a book. So all that is in process. But when it comes to coaching, I'll be coaching the teenagers and the parents. And what, uh, regarding your clients, your actual clients or your, the client you have, what are, are the most common, like, problems or topics that the teenager clients are bringing up to you? Teenagers have several uh, pro uh, pro problems. You know, the time that uh, I was a teenager, there were the general problems, you know, the parents don't understand you or you, if there's a communication issue or, uh, you know, you you try to assert your independence and maybe there's a problem at home the parents are not listening they are dictatorial so there were general problems like that but nowadays the problem is that children are exposed to the social media and it's like a vast ocean out there and there's a lot of social comparisons you know like a child in a small town in india may compare himself with a uh, with a teenager of the same age in new york But yet there's no comparison because life is totally different. The culture is different. So you see that comparison and that uh, environment in the social media can make people lonely, can make them depressed, may, may you know, lead to self-rejection. So there are a lot more problems now because of this uh, huge, uh, you know, openness to social media, the internet. Wow. Yeah, I can. I haven't even thought of that. That how, because I, I mean, Esteban and me were, were almost digital natives, I'd say. So the social media started when we were like about, I don't know, ten to fifteen, I'd say. So we did have like a childhood before where we weren't as much connected. Um, so I, I think we still get the picture that it's not like our self worth is not 
not just determined by um, by comparing us to like everyone else in the world but I can only imagine what these kids like then go through so what, what I'm curious about is how how do you support then the both groups if you if you say okay you, you want to coach on parenting like do you bring um, do you bring the two groups together like parents and the teacher teenagers at the same time or how, how do you support them give us a couple of examples I think that'd be very helpful that's a great question actually in right now you know I'm starting the program so I'm reaching out to the parents I'm having parents group and I'm doing uh, uh, a training for the parents and also getting their uh, you know feedback to understand their issues so there's a kind of uh, uh, training that I'm uh, taking uh, taking on. So gradually, I would like to graduate to you know supporting the teenagers directly. So first, I'm working with the parents, and then later on, you know, as uh, the program evolves, I would like to be directly in contact with teenagers, coaching them, having uh, programs for them, building a community for them. You know, where they can come and they can seek help. And, there are adults who are ready to support them. So this is all part of the bigger plan. But for the time being, I'm just focusing on the parents and, uh, of course, completing my, uh, you know, uh, coaching and then uh, also the training that I'm doing. So a few things to start with, but eventually it will be, you know, direct support to the teenagers. It's amazing that you are, like trying to focus in both ends that you start okay you start with the parents and then you're moving later on you want to move forward to with the teenagers and what i love it the most is that you said that you wanted to create a community so the teenager can come there and have like a kind of safe place to open up their their mind and not like um, not struggling so much so they will know where to ask for help if we say help or ask question at the end Regarding the parents, um, what's at the, at the moment? What are the most common like issues, or what are the parents right now struggling nowadays with their kids? Um, the parents generally, uh, I feel, Esteban, that they suffer from a lack of uh, guidance. You know, like parenting hmm. is uh, something that you just take on as. Uh, that happens to you, you become a parent, but there's very little preparation, there's very little support. And I felt that lack of support when my children were teenagers. You know, it just, uh, by trial and error, you raise your children. But nowadays, there's need for the greater support because as I said, the situation is uh, far more complex. You know, with uh, social media, you don't know what your children are watching, you don't know whom they are you know, connecting with. So there's more uh, worry and fears. And then uh, parents may wonder if they are, you know, raising their children right. So there's lot of, lots of questions, a lot of uh, doubts. So that's where they need the support of a coach. They need support of a community, you know, to be with them, to support them, so that it's not a lonely journey. There's expert expertise and support available for them. And of course, they are going to struggle with that because uh, parenting is a life, life journey. Yes. <laughs> uh, for example, for example, I have my mother. I still, I have 27 years. I'm, I'm 27 years old, and if I want to go out, and my mother realizes that I, I went out, she will 
start acting like a mother and will stay awake the whole night wait, waiting for me to come back. Yeah. It's always going to be a it's always going to be a worry about the children because parents will try to protect them as much as they can. And another interesting thing about parenting is that you know for any job you prepare yourself three four years. Like for an engineer it's like four years for a lawyer it's so many years for a neurosurgeon it's so many years of preparation. But what is the preparation to become a parent? Society doesn't expect any kind of preparation. You just jump into that job of being a parent. So, you know, like you are learning on the job. You don't have much knowledge, you may not have much support, you know? So, there's a lot of uh, support and expertise needed for parents to do their job very well. That's such a great point that you bring up. I I always felt that parents were kind of thrown into like the deep end, like into the cold water, but I didn't necessarily question it. But now that you mentioned that they're missing preparation, that we're preparing for any other kind of like big event or big, um, like Esteban said, like um, big jobs, like or you said, like with, with the job, etc. Like we're preparing for that and we're not for parenting and that's such a good point and that's also where the support as you said is is direly needed um so it's it's so wonderful and my question even regarding the point earlier that you did was like especially because we're so emotionally attached to our kids i imagine it's like i'm wondering how emotionally charged do these parents come to you like because they must really like also be missing some clarity because they grew up like my parents grew up very similar to I grew up for example but then the whole social media thing came in so they don't necessarily like I imagine they don't necessarily understand their kids like how they grow up what they're dealing with and that must be like super confusing or what what are your findings yes uh, you know there's um feeling of being lost many parents uh, feel lost because uh, you know generally the teenage years it's something you don't uh, you know the person cha- the child changes as a child he's sweet and you know you understand the child he may be adoring of his parents but then as a teenager he's trying to assert himself and he, there's so many rapid changes his brain is developing there's hormonal changes you know he's trying to cope with the the situation cope with the changes in his life and the transition of transitioning into an adult so for parents also there's a, it's a period of uh, confusion and to understand the child better so that's mm-hmm. where they need the expertise you know expert help to support them through this journey yeah that makes complete sense like it's lovely that you're doing that like it's so and I'm obviously if you have kids you can pull on your own like on your own experience and as you said <laughs> you learned on the job as well and now you can give back that knowledge right <laughs> no uh, i was i was i was wondering like parenting is like a lifetime journey and you are you are becoming a parent while you are doing like when you are helping your kid when you are trying to understand your kids, when you are trying to impose your kids sometimes some of your belief. So 
how, how will you define like this fine line between uh, like uh, not imposing to your kids and letting your kids being I want to know how you how you put a line between those what is what is good what is bad what is right what is wrong how you define like right parenting because as you said uh, because we don't have a standards for for parenting each society has their own standards i want i want to define i want to understand how you like who will def decide okay i'm being a right parent or i'm being like a wrong parent mm, that's a great question esteban Uh, basically, uh, um, you know, there's no right or wrong. We do our best as parents. We uh, make the decision based on what we think is right. And we may make mistakes. Like looking back, I realized like I made mistakes too. So it's part of the parenting journey. You can never be a perfect parent. But you can be a conscious parent, you know. And uh, conscious parenting is about raising ourselves, you know. Not raising the child, but raising ourselves, so that that we are more understanding, more uh, perceptive, you know. So we are, you know, uh, becoming more conscious as parents in all that we do. We are not, uh, you know, relying on the practices we saw our ch parents doing, you know. But we are more conscious, more aware, you know, and we do the parenting uh, at a different level altogether. Actually, I love what you said that. There's no right, no wrong, because as we said, each person is different, each kid is different, so we can define like right a right parent. But being a conscious parent is like a life-changing concept, because I I feel at least in my case when you are conscious, you can you 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 have like the intuition to know that you are doing your best or you are not doing your best as a parent. Yes. And what is right for your that particular child? Because even two children, they may be very different. And so, you know, depending on the circumstance, on the child, so you're able to deal uh, as a conscious parent. Yeah. Wow. Um, definitely, especially when you said like it's it's so individual. There's no right and wrong. There's just like okay, what is what is good in this situation for 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 my kid and myself, and what what can I be able to make from this so I'm very very interested in um, in maybe like just like what what is one one of your biggest insights that you've now like in becoming a coach had on on your own parenting style and yeah maybe the way you um, you raise your kids that you would would like to share um, um, and Yeah, to share with their listeners, basically. You know, uh, reflecting back, um, you know, uh, like around, uh, along with this parenting journey, I've learned a lot about, you know, children, about parents and the right way of doing things. But generally, like, though I, was, I didn't have uh, access to so much information in those days, this was like, uh, the, let's say, three decades, two decades ago. So the, you know, the information, we didn't have this kind of information available. So you did it according to, you know, what you thought best. So it was uh, generally, I felt that, um, you know, the, uh, the children, uh, you know, I did my best for the children. Of course, I was very busy with my career. 
so there was a time when you know like the communication was a little bit less like i would come back you know from my work and then it's all the household work and getting dinner ready so that uh, one to one communication was a little bit less my focus was on you know preparing for the next day getting things done you know so now like i would see that i would invest more on you know the child and the communication rather than focusing on the work around me and getting things done Wow. Yeah. So you're basically saying you would be more, more present in the moment rather than, I mean, obviously preparation. I can't even imagine how necessary it is with kids, and we all know that they can be like a bit, bit messy. <laughs> so you have to get stuff done and clean and then cook and so all these things that parents do. Um, but yeah. So what what I'm hearing is that okay, presence in the moment and just. Direct communication, talking, being with them. Focus yeah. on communicating and relating. Yeah, which then builds up, builds up like that relationship that you can both kind of like, uh, yeah, thrive on, I guess. Yeah. Wow. How old are your kids? If you don't mind sharing. The one and the younger one is twenty-eight. They're grown-up people now. <laughs> <laughs> and functioning adults. Yes, yes. Older than Esteban, I think. Yes, they are older than me, but as we said, we are we are always going to be babies for our mothers. So, so Yes, yes. No, very true. No matter how old I'm going to be, my mother is always going to treat me like a a baby. It's a special honor, you know, moms have for their children. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, and Emma, how, how is there anything, any kind of sentence or anything that you can uh, give to the audience, to the parents that are listening right now, to say, okay, start with this, and you're going to be a little bit more present, a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware toward your kids. Any kind of just one tip, one suggestion, or maybe a book, a podcast, or where they can start like this journey of consciousness yeah there's a great book called the conscious parent which is a good uh, book to read for parents um, it's written by dr shefali sabari I mean, and there are classes on uh, mind valley so that uh, could be also a way to start you know learning about the conscious parent or becoming a conscious parent that can help Yeah, and then maybe one thing that uh, I keep reminding myself is, don't be a parent, be a human before being a parent. So that human side is very important in being a parent. You know, we don't have to be caught up with being a parent, but that humanness should come up and that uh, re relationship building. Be a human before being a parent. What a powerful sentence. Because kids and parents are humans both. Yeah, no, I was literally gonna say that. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that that got me kind of cl close to crying. I was like, that is huge, because I mean that's how you build up the connection then, if you come if you come from that human side. And sometimes we get caught up in you know like playing the parent role. We forget that human 
being human is so important yeah. and to look at it from the child's point of view you know mm. like uh, uh, a child may have issues in school like she may perform poorly so she's getting a lot of uh, you know negative feedback in school and then she comes home the parent is stressed for many reasons and may take it out on the child and may not understand what she's going through the same child may have issues on social media where she's being targeted you know she's going through cyber bullying so there's a host of issues that may affect the same child you know so that's where we as parents have to be more understanding more perceptive make great better connections exactly because we don't know in parenting in human connection we don't know what is dealing the other person with until we ask and just because something came up to my mind how you will you like how how we can help the kids to open up because we know that for knowing what the other person is dealing with the other person should speak up how how we can support the kids to speak up what they are what they are dealing with uh, that again comes back to connection once you have a good connection the child will feel like talking to you but if you are always busy with your own uh, work and then uh, you know you are dealing with the child in a very uh, matter of fact way so the child won't feel like opening up to you or if you know if the child comes to you and you are busy on your phone and you're not uh, listening fully you're multitasking so the child is not going to feel like opening up and talking about different things so building that relationship is very very important for example like a, a parent who takes his uh, child out on saturday they go and spend you know time outside the city you know they do something that interests the child so the the relationship is being built and also the communication lines are open so a parent has to continuously work on that relationship with the child so that the child feel like it feels like coming and talking about issues yeah and that is so huge what you just said that it's about just like literally creating that space and then like enabling that uh that safety for the for the child to actually feel safe to open up because because it's scary to open up especially when you don't feel heard because the parent is not fully present so and yeah especially and then it's obviously easier to start that with with smaller things that in case there is actually something bad happening to the child that it feels safe enough and that it has practiced also the the voicing of of their needs and issues before with smaller things so Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just was listening everything because everything what you said was amazing, Emma. And um, regarding that, we are reaching our top thirty minutes. I want I want to know first uh, where the people can reach you because I know there probably we will be a lot of parents that are seeking for support because no one is prepared to be a parent till they become a parent. So how they how they can reach you? Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Uh, uh, I have, I can, I've shared my email with Lisa, so you know parents can reach out, and uh, I have some courses planned that I can share with them. 
you know so i'm here to you know my journey is all about uh, supporting parents and teenagers so it'll be great parents can reach out at the email that i've shared with lisa okay and in this email you're going to provide like information about your the courses you are providing to your clients yes and there may be availability of some free courses you know so it'd oh. be uh, great if parents can uh, write on that email oh perfect so if the parents write you to the email they are going to get a, at least a couple of free courses yes that's amazing that, that's what i was asking when you when i asked it what can you give to the parents to start the journey you are providing already free courses for them that's amazing emma should i just read it out for people who want to hear it <laughs> is it um sparks coaching that you sent me emma uh yes was that something uh, else yeah i've created a, a email just for the oh. you know for the coaching and the courses okay yeah Because I love the name, um, so I'm just gonna. So Hema, just for an explanation, Hema sent me an email a couple of days ago, asking me to to um, if we can include this, and I wasn't sure if it was you already or if it was someone you're involved with, so that's why I'm asking. And the flyer is so pretty, and it says like join Sparks Coaching for free training for parents of teenagers, and um, for the email address that we're gonna include in the show notes. Um, it's sparks.lifecoach at gmail.com so for people who already want to know <laughs> um, no, I'm just thanking you and Esteban for sharing the yeah. email letting parents know no thank you thank you very much for bringing such an interesting topic because actually actually, it's a, a huge topic and I hope we can have you again later on in another episode to talk more about this Yes, that would be great. Or maybe if you if you want, maybe being a little bit more specific into the topic, not general parenting, I like, for example, communication, common issues into parents, that would be awesome. Yes, we can look at some particular area. That would be great. Okay, thank you very much for being so present and bringing such an amazing topic, Emma. And I hope we can have you again in another episode. Yeah. And Thank you so much, Lisa and Esteban. It's been wonderful yeah. talking to you. Definitely. Like, thank you for being here. Thank you for like for coming on, for sharing, for doing this and building up your community. I know it's gonna be huge. Um, so I wish you all all the enjoyment in the world building it up. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for being present as well, and see you next time. And remember, before be. How, how was the sentence? Uh, be Before becoming a parent, be a human. Yes, 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 <laughs> like that. Okay, bye-bye, yeah, so guys. I don't know.